welcome to the Wildly Tarot Podcast. Esther. Yes. Esther, 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 Esther. What, 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 what? This last weekend was so much better and more fun than I could have imagined. Oh, good, because I was so afraid. <laughs> I just get so anxious about social interactions. You getting out of your bubble of... I mean, I can, like, travel the world and not feel as anxious as I do about going to an event in LA. It's the weirdest <laughs> thing. Like, I get so anxious about that, mostly because I feel like a lot of the times when you go to sort of, like, a spiritual community event, like, for those of you who are totally lost, uh, the tarot lady, Teresa Reed, whose book we have reviewed recently yeah tarot for troubled times was doing like a two-day presentation slash course session thing at a uh sort of esoteric school in LA and the reason that it makes me so anxious is because I feel like at esoteric schools a lot of those people just spend a lot of time together and so walking into it as like the one who came from the Inland Empire. <laughs> it's a little bit like, oh God, people are going to be so weird about this. But it, they weren't. It was super fun. Aww, and so I met a listener. Oh. Her name is Connie. Hi, Connie. Connie came up to me after the second day. I don't think she was at the first day. She came up to me after the second day and was like, are you on a podcast called Wildly Tarot Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I, yes. Okay, so this, this is how I envision it. I envision that Connie is sitting there minding her business, taking notes in this course. And then yes. she hears your laugh and she's like, I know this, that laugh. That sounds like a Holly <laughs> laugh. So that's, that's my bet on how Connie met you and like recognized yeah, you. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Cause she's like, I recognized your voice. And I thought Holly is not that common of a name. So anyway, <laughs> Connie, it was great to meet you. Aww, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And I got to meet Mantis Tara, one of our Instagram friends. Yeah. And it was just, it was really fun. The information, the information on the first day was stuff that I already knew. Cause it was like intro to tarot, right. but it still is always so nice to hear brand, brand new readers. Yes. Like, talk about it because one of the activities that she did was she like through all the major arcanas kind of like put up the card and then had people in the audience in the audience and the class like <laughs> say what their best guess of the meaning was oh. and so that's really cool to hear like people who are brand new to tarot what their gut reaction to a card is okay. because even stuff like the Empress, mm -hmm. like it was way more about like richness. Okay. The initial gut reaction than about like nurturingness. Okay. So I thought that that was kind of interesting too. But anyway, so the first day was all about tarot. The second day was all about her book, the astrology for everyday life one that just came yes. out. And that was super helpful because I have never totally understood Houses, yes. first of all, yes. and aspects, which is where people are like uh, Saturn, Trine, yes. Jupiter, or whatever, and you're like, what, what the, the fuck, fuck? Why are you there talking a triangle about? Involved? This is constellations, like, <laughs> yeah. And she told this really funny anecdote about, uh, like, when she'd been, she's been reading tarot professionally for like 40 years, but she started with astrology because her high school best friend's mom was an astrologer, oh. and she told this story about being like, a, you know, a shitty high schooler and her geometry teacher doing the whole like this is really important you guys pay attention and her totally blowing him off <laughs> but then calling him 10 years later to be like okay I actually use geometry constantly <laughs> because all of that all the aspect stuff before we had apps like time passages or whatever right. you had to do manually yeah like you had to actually look at your chart and like do math, mm -hmm. do geometry to determine what those relationships were. So that was really hilarious. She called him to Aww, apologize as so like adorable. a 30 year old. <laughs> like, man, I was totally wrong about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was thinking so that we was should really review great. her astrology book for the Patreon because we were both like reading it right now. And I'm like, yeah, about that's halfway through idea. it and ish and stuff like that. So I think that'd be some, a fun thing for Patreon because it's not quite tarot content, it's, but I think it's yeah, still in the yeah, of it's a little bit more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So anyway, it was really, really fun. And the whole time I was like, man, this would have been really, really awesome if Esther were here with me. I know. I was like, <laughs> I had to miss it. I was so I was so disappointed. But I was so glad that like this is already in book form. So I can kind of participate yeah. on my own and kind of like when you talk about stuff that she's explained, I can be like, oh, OK, I get it now. So. That's it was so cool. interesting because it kind of seemed like a lot. I mean, a lot of people in the room already had the book, but there was a lot. There were a lot of people who like who were buying air like the the oh. venue. Twenty two teachings um, ran out of copies of both of her books on the first oh, wow. day and they had like probably 15 of each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. But people were like, oh, well, I'm here. I guess I should probably buy it. So it was really fun. I got to chat with Teresa's husband a little bit. He's um, the first day he spent like the entire time drawing this incredible uh, Queen of Wands, like mm-hmm. in the back of the room. And oh. so we chatted a little bit about that. It's like all Lovecraftian, but like oh. there are a lot of Lovecraftian tarots, but a lot of them are really, really dark. And this one yeah. is a little bit more like Rider Waite Smith adjacent. Okay. And so it was is cool. Is he creating a deck then? Or? Very slowly. Very slowly. Very slowly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He well, said that's he's, a, that it's yeah. like mostly just for fun, but yeah. it someday will be a deck. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, that was like, I felt so connected with the tarot community. It was so, so much fun. It was like a victory for Holly. For yeah, like a personal there. victory. And then the funny thing is that on the Saturday, I then also went to the Ripped Bodice, that like fo- feminist oh, yes, romance yes, yes. bookstore in Culver City, which is far from where, like the school was kind of like arts district downtown LA okay. and Culver City is like, it's not, I mean, it's like 12 miles west, but it took like an entire hour to get there and then (laughs) because I was so far west getting home took like a full two hours oh my god! and that then I was like this is why I never come to LA because there's just like (laughs) you just can't get anywhere like everything's so slow everything takes 45 minutes but anyway it was really cool to see that bookstore too because um as a romance lover I've always wanted to go and it totally lived up to expectations but they were out of Jenny's decks. Oh, my gosh. So when our friend Jenny was doing Le Beau Monde, uh, they bought a whole bunch of them to sell yeah. them in the store, and they didn't have any. Oh. So they must have sold out. Yeah, that's a good sign. Yeah. So anyway, that is generally seven minutes about my weekend. Well, I <laughs> loved it because because it's kind of like I intentionally didn't ask too many questions because I was like, this is going to be like prime pod material because I know some some weeks we have like issues doing banter things. So I was like, I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask any in Well, because questions. we talk every single day. We do talk and every so we forget day. about what banter means. <laughs> like what's We're going like, on? What? Um, I just talked, told you like five minutes ago what's going on. Like, Yeah, we were just texting about this. Yes. But anyway, I guess like the moral of the entire story is that if there is like a tarot event nearby, try it. The worst that can happen yeah. is that the, per- the people will be shitheads and you won't want to hang out with them anymore. Yeah. But the best that can happen is that you have a really good time and like meet people that you enjoy hanging out with and stuff. Yeah. And if, you know, you go in and it's not your kind of people, just go ahead and leave. It's OK. No yeah. pressure. Yeah. If the first day had been awful, I would have just not gone to the second day. Yeah. yeah. But I was like so wiped out by both days that like the first night I got home and went straight to sleep before eight, like yeah. fully. Yeah. I My energy got so drained from like talking to so many people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a hermit, Esther. It's so embarrassing. It's, it, was like, it was like your natural introvertness. Like even though you're more of like an ambivert, like. Well, and I think also the environment, it was like so many people doing tarot. I think yeah. that also kind of drained it more quickly than like just hanging out with a bunch of strangers which is fine anyway i'm excited about this episode i'm feeling really jazzed and connie i couldn't find you in our facebook group so (laughs) join our facebook group so we can chat more yeah yeah, yeah. do it and everyone really yeah i mean everyone we personally invite you as of the sound of my voice today the 16th of october 2019 if you needed a formal invitation the, here se- it the is the 17th of october because we oh right 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 right, right 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 no well yeah we're <laughs> formally inviting you both days <laughs> both today and future when this episode gets released all right so uh we should just do this let's do it we have so much to talk about today so i feel like we should get this started card of the day i'm using the affirmators tarot which i really love the cardstock is fantastic the colors are gorgeous the art is really really cute and kind of playful it actually reminds me a little bit of like an animal version of the deck we're reviewing today because the colors are similar that's very true but there aren't as many people it's just animals but actually, they'd work really beautifully together. I just realized that now. That's so funny. Mm, good for you. Oh, I know. I'm a genius, Esther. It's just who I am. 
All right. So <laughs> today's card, we got justice. Oh, it's not a five. We did it. I know. Exactly. Ooh, I like that bat. That bat. I know. Cool. It has a bat on it. It's very thematic for a month. I like the idea of justice for this because I think that this deck and book set could use a little bit of justice because it's really <laughs> awesome, but it's only sold at Urban Outfitters. <laughs> Oh my. It's already started, everyone. It's already started, and we're what, six minutes into this podcast? <laughs> what? I have ten and a half minutes. Okay, this might but, be a problem. Let's edit down. It's going to be six. Let's just be honest. I like using real time because then people can see how much shit you actually have to cut out of each episode. <laughs> If we mention the actual specific time. Okay, so we reordered our questions. um, Yes. And so I'm going to ask the first one. I just want to mention that so it doesn't sound like I'm just doing all of the talking at the beginning of the episode. She is. We switched episodes. That's what's going on. Yeah, exactly. This is the episode where I really take charge and start being a total (laughs) dick and nobody wants to listen to us anymore. It's the the astrology workshop. She realized some adjacent stuff (laughs) that's going on. She's like, I am consuming this within my body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, now that I understand houses, I'm like, oh, I get to actually let all of my assholishness come out. No, that's another interesting thing about the astrology thing. She was saying like, like more so than anything, you can use astrology as like a user's manual for the people in your life. Like if you know yes. <laughs> that somebody needs to be sort of like treated in this one specific way because of this house and this or this planet and this house or whatever, then it makes it easier for you to develop relationships with them because mm-hmm. you can say like, oh, I understand why you need this and let's do this. So it's not like using it as an excuse for bad behavior as much as like, like, putting yourself in a role where you can help people more by sort right. of knowing what they need, which I love that perspective. Yeah. Cause I loved it when you mentioned that, like looking at your, like your partners, like uh, I almost said Virgo sign. Oh my gosh, your Venus and what their Venus is and like mm-hmm. how they enjoy being loved. And I was like, Oh, that should be like a no brainer. But for some reason I've never thought of it that way. So yeah. I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. So. so what she said was to look at your partner's Venus and or actually, I think it could go either way. But basically, like when you're a set, sorry, I just took a sip of coffee and it totally went down the wrong tube. <laughs> oh, yikes. Um, so uh, like comparing Venus and moon rather than just Venus and Venus necessarily, mm-hmm. because like your moon tells you about how you are emotionally and the Venus tells you about how you want to be loved or to be loved or want to love or be loved. And so one of the interesting things about us, me and Nathan, is that my Venus is in Aries and his moon is in Aries. And so a lot of the like wanting each other to be independent and have independent like like interests and, you know, that sort of thing comes could be attributed to those traits in both yeah. of us, which makes a lot of sense, especially because I sent him or I like went to this two day class thing and he was like moving the second TV down into the living room so he could have more sports happening, (laughs) (laughs) which cracks me up. And I don't relate to it all, but I love that he does that. I love that he's so into sport. More power to you, Nathan. All right. So I guess now that I've stopped coughing, our first question is from Catherine and Catherine says, my tarot question is about finding your personal signifier card. I've been reading online about them and I was wondering how you both found yours and your partner's signifier cards. What method did you use? I guess signifier is the actual word and that we say significator because we are I just like read it verbose. I know. Sure. Every single time I read this, I was thinking significator. And yeah, then I was, was like, too. no, that's not what you said at all. Yeah. Signifier. <laughs> so do we want to, what are our signifiers again? Okay. As far as court cards go, queen of wands. Yes. And I'm the queen of pentacles. You're queen of pentacles. Um, what is your significator as far as like birth card in the major arcana you oh, are that's Taurus, a good so point hierophant and yeah. i am leo so strength yeah as far as major arcana and then by birth card what did we hold on it's in here i think of the lovers hold on i wrote it down somewhere i can't remember i guess i could just do the math but you know how <laughs> i feel about doing the math live on the podcast there, there, <laughs> there is like a generator online you just put your birthday in for birth tarot it always cards. gives me two yeah it gives it gives me two as well mine is hermit and the moon maybe i'm the magician wait maybe, okay I'm, let's that just sounds do the math. familiar 21 oh, fuck i'm like already lost 40 117 
No. Fuck. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm getting the calculator online. There's a generator. <laughs> Why would I even try? What is wrong with me? <laughs> we... <laughs> I was thinking of that Firefly meme that I posted in the Facebook group. (laughs) Mark, calculations were very wrong. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I am the magician or what's the 10th card again? See, you can do this for so long and still be like, Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune, there we go. You know... I fucking put stars next to those two cards in this book that I'm looking at right now. So I'd be able to remember what they are. And I still forgot. I was like, I wonder what this previous note means anyway. So that actually brings up a really good point though, because signifiers can be so many different things. So we, I tend to basically only use the queen of pentacles as my signifier. Yeah. Like I know that I have the birth card and all of those other, like the astrological associations. But when those cards pop up for me, I don't necessarily think, oh, this has to do with me or this Mm -hmm. needs to be something that I need to like pay close attention to my behavior about the way that I do for queen of pentacles. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, I've been thinking that my significant signifier signifier (laughs) it's gonna be so hard. And I have a snoring doingy behind me, so I'm like, please. I thought God. I heard a little snore. <laughs> He's like 35 pounds. Why is he so loud? <laughs> don't, I don't know. He takes after his dad, Hillman, husband. <laughs> Who also weighs 35 pounds and is very loud. <laughs> so, but I was thinking recently that my signifier card, there we go has been like transitioning to the queen of cups. Oh, interesting. And I don't know if it's because I'm just more accepting of my emotional side. Like I'm not at the point where I'm enjoying crying by any means, everybody like I'm not there, but just, I think because I've been like, I don't want to try to fit into a mold that that I'm like, not necessarily like made to fit. Yeah. Do you think that doing, what do you, I mean, I don't know if this is how you envision signifiers, but would you think that maybe being like the page of cups for a little bit in that transition would make any sense? Or you would just want to go straight from queen to queen? Well, the, the page of cups has been showing up a lot, but I associated it more with like spirit guide work. But maybe oh, that was, but that, but, but maybe that was it trying to be like, Hey, you're starting on this new journey in the cups. And, and the I just cups, didn't think yeah. of that because like the queen of cups hasn't started to show up, but it was just me like processing thinking as I'm, like transitioning and learning more about my like astrological stuff and like about myself and accepting more parts of myself that I've kind of yeah. like put in the past that, Oh, like, Oh, maybe this isn't as like, not bad, but this is more me than what I thought, I thought before. Yeah. So. so that's the interesting thing about the signifiers is that you kind of get to choose what you, I, there's like two ways. It can yeah. either be something that shows up all the time in situations where you're reading about yourself or it can be something that you sort of want to emulate. Like traditionally, um, and this is sort of outdated. I don't know if a lot of like new readers see it this way, but traditionally like we, Esther and I would both associate ourselves with Queens because of our age and gender. Yes. So the more modern way of doing it would be to like, look at any, I mean, usually court cards tend to be signifiers, but that's not always the case. If you really, really relate to like, for example, you've talked about this before with sometimes the seven of swords is your signifier, right? But it can either be aspirational or it can be based on how often you see it. And I think that for me, the queen of pentacles is sort of both because that is who I most would like to emulate. Uh But it also does come up for me about myself a lot. Yes. And for me, it comes up as Holly quite frequently. So, yeah. yeah. So I think that things can shift. I definitely oh, yeah. feel like, especially, I feel like the page of of cups would make a lot of sense as a signifier for you as you mm-hmm. start off accepting more of that, like, emotional strength. Like, you're sort of exploring, allowing the cups to be your signifiers. And so, therefore, it would start with the pages. Right, right. Yeah. I kind of just mentioned that kind of just to say, like, even if change. you have a signifier... Yeah. Significator. You, it can no, you did it right the first time. <laughs> I, I'm like doubting myself. Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> You're like significant. How do I end this? <laughs> Signifier. 
That I'm makes signifying it sound fun. everything. Yeah. Anyway. So. Well, and also then there's more flames involved, which you know I love. Signifier. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah. so anyway, I think that you just have to like kind of. Also, let other people who, like, if you have friends who read for you a lot, ask them what comes up if you're, you're ever the topic. Oh, yeah. Because that's or kind co- of how we got to it. Like, we yeah, were so. doing a lot of readings about starting the podcast, and every single time we'd read about starting the podcast, you would show up as one signifier, and I'd show up as another signifier. Right. I think it's just, yeah. You kind of just, it's something, I don't want to be like, oh, it's based on feeling, and kind of get your mojo going, and... <laughs> You know, that's sort of, that, I'm not like all woo-woo in that way. But if they're, if you're being pulled in a certain direction, just kind of naturally go with it and see where it kind of leads yeah, you. Yeah, Don't totally. like resist it. Just because you're like, well, I, like my husband, I see him as like the knight of uh, wands because he's yeah. very like active. He's very like bro- brute force and impulsive. Yeah. And even though he technically should be like the quote unquote king of his personality is more of based a on age and gender. Based on age and stuff like that. So yeah. to me, that's how I see him in the when I do reading. Right. And I always see Nathan as the king of pentacles, which is not because I see myself as the queen of pentacles, but because he legitimately embodies a, <laughs> like every single trait of the king it's of pentacles. Ridiculous. Like he's incredibly <laughs> rational, very money minded, super stable. Like he's not somebody who's going <clears> to <throat> make rash decisions. Mm-hmm. So like in addition to it being kind of a sweet pairing that we see ourselves as the king and queen of the same suit, it's way more just that that's, his personality yes yes it like just happened to work that way and we did the episode for your tarot court by ethany so that's definitely a yeah good yeah yeah that's true too if you're kind of wanting to dive in deeper than just like the face value of kind of what you read in the little white book about court cards yeah because they are complex and there is a component of you needing to decide in yes. a lot of ways like i because i whenever i read a really negative interpretation of the king of pentacles i'm like Really? Like some people really read a lot of like stinginess and miserliness and stuff like that into the King of Pentacles that I don't see because I have associated the King of Pentacles with my husband, who's very generous, but just conscious of those things. And I think that's the same for almost any court cards, because a really good exercise for them is thinking about people, you know, that embody Mm -hmm. that spirit. Yeah. I know that in one of the tarot books that I actually like that helped me in my tarot journey at first, the person kind of really goes to town on like being kind of cruel and like making like the Knight of Wands and the Knight of Cups really like cruel people. And I think that as tarot readers, we sometimes forget that the court cards have like positive, but also toxic sides. And that's not really differentiated a lot. So I definitely think that that needs to be a conversation. I think you're totally right. Especially with the court cards. Like we say that about all cards, but especially with court cards, people get, because everyone is associating it with somebody they know or a famous person. Right. Then if something goes wrong, like we kind of joked about that with Anthony your tarot court book where it's like what queen of wands hurt you girl yes <laughs> yeah exactly like it's kind of like like let's at, like make at least make two categories like the the queen of wands and the king of wands in their element where they're at their best and that when they're at their most toxic like at least yeah. differentiate them because there are people like that don't fit into the boxes at all like the boxes aren't real technically but just saying like to help people when they want to do their signifier they're like well i'm not an asshole like the king of wands here so yeah that doesn't fit me but it may fit them like personality wise for everything but that assholery behavior so yeah, yeah. exactly and some readers would say like oh if you're a blonde with green eyes then you're <laughs> a wands and so then you would just choose the wands based on age like that's the th- that's the reason why it's so important for you to go based on feelings like even yeah. if we want to avoid being like super woo woo about that like it you have to go based on feelings because there are so many traditional interpretations of like what a person looks like in each suit yes. or their age and so just because you know, you're a blonde with blue eyes and you're an adult woman doesn't mean you have to be the queen of cups, you know, right. you can like, you can be someone else. It doesn't have to be so closely as like assigned with some more traditional interpretations of what those cards look like. Yeah. So trying it out. And then also I think that that's where the aspirational thing comes into play. If you mm-hmm. want to see certain traits in yourself, then start using that card as your yeah it's kind of like a manifestation goal like yeah here's oh, my goal exactly right. that i want to kind of manifest like this area in myself so i'm going to pick this as my signifier to <laughs> go forward 
So you have yeah, no idea. I like plotted that out in my brain, like signifier. Oh, I was okay, gonna say puzzles. my signifier ended up working. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're <totally> professionals. <laughs> we're totally professional, exactly. So yeah, I think that signifier can totally can absolutely be aspirational too. Yeah, definitely. Which is fun. Yeah, it is. Shall we move on to our second question? So this is a question from Cole. He says, I'm about to begin treatment for a behavioral neurological condition that has caused considerable difficulty for me in my work life and plays havoc with just about anything requiring attention to detail or follow through. The result has been a feeling of stuckness and a sense of persistent failure that has had an impact on my spirit that is difficult to shake, even knowing that all of this arises from a legitimate disability. To put things plainly, I'm having a hard time extending understanding to myself that I would give to another disabled person and am desperate for some positive change. My questions involving moving forward through treatment, knowing that this is unlikely to be a linear process, that the change I'm hoping for will not happen overnight, and that no treatment will turn me into a neurotypical person, nor would I really in my heart of hearts want to. What can the cards tell me about how to approach treatment in terms of mindset? What should I keep in mind when, in to, when I encounter setbacks slash if things don't go progress as quickly as I hope? How can I heal wounds created by years of living as a neurodivergent person in an ableist culture? And how can I work on embracing my neurodivergency, which plays such a huge role in who I am and how I move through the world? So Holly and I kind of chat about this before, and I think we're going to just do a mini reading for each of the questions individually. Yeah. Because all of these questions are very well written. So well written and they're like so deep and I, I don't want to like gloss over one that's so important. Right. Or make executive decisions about which ones should be the focus. Be, yes, of exactly. like a larger spread. Yes. So we're just going to tackle each one as like a mini reading and we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Sounds good to me. Okay, I literally have no idea, idea what deck to use because I don't feel like I have one that is self-caring enough because I almost want to reach for an oracle. Why don't I can pull a, a tarot card and you can pull an oracle card for each question. Okay. Do Okay, should I use Valeda Oracle or Compendium? That is the most impossible question you've ever asked me and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Valeda Oracle is going out in six weeks, so buy it now before it's out for, I think, for a long, long time. So just FYI. Yeah. At um, least I'm the going to do year. Compendium because I feel like okay. we'll have a little bit more options. And then if I feel it like is a little really bit soft big touch, deck. then we'll do Valeda. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Okay. This is, this is like a new thing for us, everybody. We've never done this whole tangent of tarot and Oracle decks before, but... Sometimes we end up bringing Oracle cards in, yes, but in. less frequently that we're doing it at the same time. Yeah. I just didn't feel led to a tarot deck, which was bizarre because I have like 60 underneath my desk. <laughs> They're we all on a shelf, don't worry. Okay. They're just like all over the floor. <laughs> Spread out. Okay. So the first question is, da, da, da. let's see, what can the cards tell me about how to approach treatment in terms of mindset? So we're focusing on mindset first. And also, it should be said that they previously say that they're already moving forward through treatment. So this is oh, something yes. that's already been decided, not like... Yes. Did I not say that? Sorry. No, you did, but I just okay, want to okay. reiterate specify. it. Okay, okay. Yeah, reiterate it. Thank you. Okay. That's what the word I was looking for. So we're <clears throat> focusing on the mindset they should have during treatment. Okay. What did you get? Okay. Actually, like, got almost all the same color. Like the oh, exact that's cool. Is same. it green by any chance? No, it's it's yellow, but like this oh. last one is like the yellow transitioning to red. But yeah, like these, that's really interesting. Sorry, I just kind of. So I got Aries, which is sacrifice, Lynx, which is observe, and Corona Borealis, which is honor. Those are the three keywords, and then and what I got the moon and the Ace of Pentacles. Okay, the moon makes sense. The moon totally makes sense because there's like. You know, unknowns, you're going into it sort of being, like, nervous. Like, how mm -hmm. is this going to go? What's happening here? Right. And the Ace of Pentacles also makes sense because it's a new way of sort of, like, existing. Yeah. When you start going through treatment for something. I like the contrast of sacrifice and honor because you're kind of moving forward. You're potentially, like, giving up your what you've known about yourself and what yeah. you've known about, like, 
everything and also honoring who you are as a person as you move forward through treatment. Yeah. And observe kind of, I definitely think goes along with the moon where that's kind of like your energy. Like you're just observing, like don't feel like you need to be so super active in this process or like, especially having grace on yourself through this process because you don't give, you give it other people. You just don't give it to yourself. And that goes with the honoring thing too, like honoring where you're coming from and honoring where you hope to be. And like, you know, like you said, you're not trying to, become neurotypical and our society is definitely not designed for people who are like neurodivergent but sort of being able to sit in a place of like allowing the process to happen and Mm -hmm. observing it and sort of like having the moon shed some light on it but also honoring who you are as a person you're exactly right yeah I think that makes a lot of sense I I think it's good yeah so not forcing yourself to feel any specific way but almost like just experiencing it and then yeah, taking kind of that step back in the moon time don't like force yourself through this moon time just kind of take the step back and kind of just allow it to happen yeah exactly the second question is what should I keep in mind when I encounter setbacks slash things don't progress as quickly as I hope okay so what should they keep in mind if it doesn't go as planned all right I'm not putting cards back in because this is a deck of 70 cards nope 90 cards <laughs> There we go. Okay, so I got the Five of Cups and the Hermit, which is interesting. I think that that's saying that if things don't progress as quickly as you hope, to avoid the instinct to focus on, you know, the cups that have spilled. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And to avoid the instinct to completely isolate yourself. Yeah. I think my cards go along with that as well. I have Protect plot and respond so to me plot means like ahead of time already have a plan in place of yeah if there's disappointment this is what you're going to do and then respond that way your response will be appropriate your response won't be like so guilt ridden towards yourself yeah and or- so so desirous of like hiding basically which makes sense i think in any process if stuff doesn't progress the way you want it to we're like oh god never mind yeah <laughs> i was so wrong i think setting up those protections ahead of time will help you as you're in the process instead of like reacting in that moment. Yeah, exactly. And don't focus on stuff that isn't going well. Like allow yourself again. The other funny thing about this hermit is that this hermit and this deck is like a hermit crab, but it definitely looks like it's walking rather than like the traditional hermit looks like they're standing still. Mm -hmm. This hermit looks kind of like they're on a journey, um, which I think is a little bit interesting because it's sort of saying like, and that's where I was going with like avoid, you know, Oh yeah. Hermiting. Um, but also like if you are feeling like you're sort of walking this journey by yourself, it's really easy to focus on where things have gone wrong in the Mm -hmm. like progression of treatment. And so reminding yourself that part of this hermit is like continuing to move forward could be really helpful and just sort of like pushing and not focusing on what isn't progressing the way you want it to. I like that a lot. Okay. The next question is how can I heal the wounds created by years of living as a neurodivergent person in an ableist culture? Yikes. I know that is a big one. I'm so sorry, Cole. So, so hard. Okay. I got the six of pentacles and the five of wands. Okay. Interesting. I got manipulate, rebirth, and fear. That kind of aligns really closely with mine. I know. Six of that's Pentacles can feel a little bit manipulating sometimes. Yes. Like if people are giving things to you, then they expect things in return. Yeah. Sort of manipulation. Yeah. What were the other two that you got? I got rebirth, rebirth. and fear. Okay. And then the fear and five of wands, like fear of that mm-hmm. conflict. Yeah. I, I think, think that. Oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going <laughs> I was just going to say that I think it's looking at how you've been hurt squarely instead of trying to cover up or trying to excuse it mm-hmm. from manipulate and fear. Mm-hmm. And then allowing that in looking at that, I see it kind of like as the three of swords where you're honoring that ener- that pain you're honoring what you've been through and you're seeing it for yourself and seeing that like not making any excuses anymore for other people how they've hurt you but also having more grace on yourself because of this yeah and I think that the six of pentacles five of wands combination also is a little bit like 
like recognizing the conflict that you felt because of the way that people treated you. Yeah. Cause it seems like these cards are mostly about just like acknowledging the wounds, mm-hmm. which is a step in healing, but maybe we could also pull an action card. Okay. Like what you can like actually do forward. to heal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you a lot. 10 of wands. That's very <laughs> helpful in this situation. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> just keep carrying those wands. Okay. So the cards I'm getting is that to start, start the healing, healing process, press, <laughs> to start the <laughs> healing process, I had got teach, majesty, and lead. So I definitely think it's like expressing your pain to others yeah. and teaching others and using your story. Yeah. And I got the 10 of wands and then I also pulled the lovers. And so I feel like that's also sort of similarly being like, make the decision to show people that you're carrying this. Mm -hmm. And like, if you can express to people, I mean, that always opens up so many questions about emotional labor that I don't know if there's like a really easy answer for. Right. Right. But I do think that in some for possibly for you, Cole, this isn't like every single neurodivergent person has to express all of their feelings to their family members. But Mm -hmm. I think that the cards are saying that in this circumstance, Maybe, like, choosing to be more, like, expressive of all the wands that you're carrying, that brings up some of the cards that you got, would be the best way to start healing. Like, if people understand where you're coming from a little bit more, then you can start healing because then you can start sort of offloading some of your wands as needed. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that that's an answer for every single neurodivergent person trying to exist in an ableist world. But I think the cards in this situation are saying that helping the people in your life and your loved ones understand what's going on will mean that you will be able to sort of like at least get the acknowledgement of all the sort or all of the wands that you're carrying. Even if people can't pick them up for you, at least you'll have some people who are important to you saying oh my god look at all those wands that cole has to deal with bless you thank you that was like 27 sneezes next time i'm gonna keep track and holly's the only person that says bless you to me because korean culture doesn't say bless you what do people say nothing they just just, ignore you oh you sneezed (laughs) yes they're they're just like okay she sneezed we're moving on so (laughs) and i'm like i thought your brain was gonna come out because you were sneezing so much oh no 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 it's normal (laughs) That is totally normal. Can okay. you do one giant painful sneeze? I can. I've. I. I this is a controlled thing. I can okay. do one giant painful sneeze, but it's just so bad. I get. I have like a headache for twenty minutes after. Holy shit! Okay, it's, so it's you've bad. trained yourself so, to do to a million to, tiny to like. Yes, do the small sneezes because it's much less painful. Damn, okay. girl, that's some self control. <laughs> it is. Okay, and then they ask, and how can I work on embracing my neurodivergency, which plays a huge role in who I am and how I move through the world? So embracing who they are. Yeah, that kind of also feels like the last straw we said and like sort of the actual steps to heal. Mm-hmm. That Those cards make a lot of sense in that context too. Yeah. I think kind of embracing who you are as a leader definitely is like we got lead specifically. So yeah. don't be afraid of that aspect. Embracing neurodivergency. Oh, I got the five of swords and the world. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I got rescue, power, and reflect. I think they're definitely starting to step into a lot of who they are. And once they accept themselves, there's a lot of energy and leadership and power coming, going to come through that. Yeah. I think that also is definitely typified, typified expressed through the world i don't know why i chose that word i'm like trying to sound like my (laughs) dad or something um okay but i i also think that like having the five of swords come up with the world is sort of like understanding that you are going to behave differently than how people may expect you to like i feel Mm -hmm. like that's kind of a component of the five of swords if you're looking at it in this context like Maybe just saying, like, I have all these special skills and abilities that other people don't have mm-hmm. because of my neurodivergency, and my world is richer for it, almost. Definitely. I mean, going through treatment is awesome and exciting, and I think that sort of, like, showing off all the wands that you're carrying around to your loved ones will be part of that 
treatment process of just being mm-hmm. like, here's what I'm dealing with every single day. Yeah. And then people can be there for you more effectively. Yeah. Good luck, Cole. We love you so much, Cole. Thank you so much for your amazing questions. Yeah, thank you for sharing this part of yourself. I think that that's probably kind of amongst the first steps in how to start healing is to be yeah. a little bit more open about it for you. Yeah. Again, this is just for Cole. This is not saying that every single neurodivergent person has to disclose all of their feelings towards people. Yes, definitely not. <laughs> yes. Are we ready for some Patreon shoutouts, Holly? Yes, we have one Yay. this week, and you're shouting her out. I am shouting her out. Let me grab a deck. Just oh, yeah. Do, well, I guess I can do it if you don't have a tarot deck. Or you could just do I have Oracle many cards. tarot decks within reach. Okay, I just put I put um, Raven's Prophecy back because that's what I was going to use today. But I was like, oh, Cole's weird. question is not. Well, because it's like really kind of Halloween like dark and amazing. But I was like, Cole's question, I th- thought, needed a softer touch than Raven's Prophecy. Yeah. So, okay. So for Lauren, your card is, okay, the... Five of Swords flopped out, but I like the Five of Swords in this deck because it's feathers that are kind of falling from someone's hand. So it's just kind of like letting go of the swords, letting go of those feathers, letting go of that air and just releasing it. So we love you, Lauren. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lauren. And if you want to support us, we always forget to mention this. You can either support us through Patreon or you can do a one-time donation through our shop if you're not wanting to do month to month or... You know, you just want to support us just one time. You can also do that through our shop, which is wildlytarot.com slash shop. Hey. And what was our most recent Patreon episode about? Another cult that Holly wants to join? Okay. (laughs) Everyone wants to join this cult, but I had to find the name of the society by Googling the name, the long ass 15 like word name of the guy, George, St. George Apostle of the serious society blah 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 i because i was in the middle of the episode i was like i don't know what this society is called and we didn't say it again so i was like okay let me google this name real quick so that's how i found it the Aetherius society yeah yet another cult that i would likely join and can because they're still very active on meetup.com yeah they're very active in holly's region so yeah exactly so if you want to hear us talk about cults if you want to hear us talk about the minor arcanas and little snippet bites short little episodes if you want to hear us talk about our sexiest decks Mm -hmm. all of that stuff is on patreon and also, yeah. we really appreciate the support. It's the reason that I got to get a mic that doesn't sound haunted. <laughs> so we love Yay. it. Yay. We love you all. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. And you get to talk to us about our deck. Yes. So this deck is more like a deck slash book combo. Uh, but people don't ever framework it that way. So no. it is called How to Deal, colon, Tarot for Everyday Life, which was written by Sammy Main and illustrated by Marissa de la Pena. The book is really widely available and was published by HarperCollins, but the set that has the book and the deck is only available through Urban Outfitters. The book was designed for young adults, for sure. Like, that's the way it's frameworked on the HarperCollins website, like, designed for young adults. You can really, really tell. Yes. Which is I would not... say, like, middle school and sixth graders. Yeah, level. yeah, exactly. Sixth graders. Like, it is young adult, young. not not, not like, like young adult 20s. like 18. It's like yeah. it's like young adult as in, like, six and Well, 18 is technically graders. not young adult. 18 is new adult. Sure. Fine. <laughs> Anyway, so the book is designed with a really young audience. It's super bright. It's very accessible. I think that it's super readable. The deck is the showstopper here, though, because Marissa is the creator of Circo Tarot, which had a successful Kickstarter and then five indie editions. And she revamped the illustration slightly for the book. And so a lot of the times you'll hear this book deck combo referred to as the Circo Mass Market deck. Like, I know that that's how I heard it first. Yes. And that's how I see it tagged a lot. I never see it as, like, the how to deal tarot deck. Yeah. I've never seen it like that. Yeah. So we're going to focus mostly on the deck because that's kind of how it's frameworked for us. And the book is definitely not for us. So instead of, like... Spending too much time talking about the deck, we want to focus on the or on the book. We want to focus on the deck because the deck is really cool. Like we kind of alluded to when we were talking about how this was the book we were doing. I have a lot of moral qualms about Urban Outfitters. Um, yes. But as we know, just based on our friends who are deck creators, when a publisher buys your shit, you have literally next to zero control over what they do with it. Okay. 
I'm going to put framework this in like modern terms. So we know the whole like Jeffree Star YouTube like series is out now. He was talking (laughs) about the makeup palette and how the girl collab, like one of the makeup girls collaborated with a makeup company for her thing. Once she released it and she signed the contract, she had no control over it yeah. and how much money she made. So once you sign the contract, you for, have no money. For us olds or not people who are involved with makeup YouTube, YouTube I feel I'm like. I'm not involved. It's like a Netflix series on YouTube for free, people. It's yeah. like got drama. It's got so. drama. But anyway, yeah. The The moral of the story is that I don't think that Sammy or Marissa had any control over whether or not this was being sold at Urban Outfitters. No. Or I think even as like a set together. Yeah. I mean, I think they knew. Well, maybe because the art in the book is from this deck. But it's just it's one of those things where the deck is really, really, really beautiful. And the creator of this deck is really amazing so Mm -hmm. I feel like even though Urban Outfitters is known for like ripping off indie artists and not having the best business practices this deck is still just really really great oh yeah the deck is great and also if anything owning it brings more attention to Marissa De La Pena who's sort of like transitioned from doing tarot deck creating into this incredibly incredibly important work about the healing industry and the pervasiveness of misappropriation, tokenism, and racism. She does a lot of incredible stories that she saves, Mm -hmm. uh, talking about decks that have issues. She's creating this basically like library of problematic decks. um, So we can kind of keep people accountable and especially the use of indigenous symbolism and indigenous people to like illustrate points is really, really rampant. And so she does a ton of super good work about that. Her Instagram is Circo Tarot. You should absolutely, absolutely follow her and watch all of those saved stories, saved stories. Yikes. I can talk. Um, (laughs) And then also she's working on a project called not your ancestors, which is going to be a workbook about sort of like delving into these issues and it's going to be out in November. So Marissa is 100% worth following. And this deck is honestly so beautiful and so Mm. cool that if you can kind of like get over your moral qualms about urban outfitters, know that there's like basically no chance that either of these, the author or the illustrator had any control over who distributed this book. Yeah. And deck set. And I think the Not Your Ancestors workbook may be released like as a serial, like in chapter portions. So you don't have to buy the entire thing. You can buy as we go along because. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah. Well, she'd asked in a story like maybe last week because like this is a constantly developing thing for her as a person. Yeah. yeah. And so there, there's things that are always changing. And so since this is sort of like a living creation, doing one chapter at a time, releasing it in that moment, I think would be helpful because everyone's kind of waiting and anticipating for this to kind of be released but yeah because it may never be totally finished like as in book form releasing it periodically may be helpful so they that was yeah. something they were exploring last week so i'm hoping that something will happen soon yeah but I'm definitely so follow her because she's awesome and she has oh, yeah. such good information she like calls out colette baron reed for having like completely whitewashed indigenous spirit gods yeah. basically just being like blonde women Anyway, so we're going to not focus too much on the book because, again, I think that for the most part in our community, people know about this set as being the Circo Mass Market rather than being about the book necessarily. If you're already Mm -hmm. a tarot reader, the book is not going to be anything that really, like, gives you a ton of new information. Um, It's cute. It's really, really, really cute. So we'll start with our book thoughts. It's a really cute book. The colors are fantastic. The cards are from the Circo Tarot mass market. It's laid out fairly well. The definitions are all like three or four sentences. Mm-hmm. And there are like spreads and explanations of how to use the deck. So again, it's perfect for a sixth grader. But there were at least six card definitions where I started reading it and was like, um, I'm sorry, what? Like not even like, oh, that's an interesting interpretation, but also like I have literally never heard that as a definition of this card before. I just wrote a on the card itself. Like, on yeah, this, like in the seven of wands, I just wrote a, so that's Is the seven of wands. I th- of mine. 
Yeah, the seven of wands and the three of wands were like the first two where I was like, I don't understand. So I guess we could just read what we could each take one of those to kind of illustrate what we mean, because that would show what the tone of the book is also. And then also these are definitions that we've never heard before. So this is uh, sort of indicative of the tone of the book. So the three of wands says, it's the hashtag squad goals card, the ultimate card of support. Where would we be without your key team? This card reminds you of all your friends and family members who've helped along the way. If this card comes up, maybe it's time for you to remember your friends. Lean on them when you're not strong, dot, dot, dot. Lean on them, but no need to let go of your own opinions. Your buddies have helped you along, but you're still independent and can make your own choices. Just celebrate the advice and help they've given. So... When I first read that, I thought, oh, shit, a formatting error. They mean to talk about the three of of pentacles or the three of cups. And I went through and all of those have appropriate definitions. I've never seen that three of of wands be interpreted that way. Yes. And that also gives you some insight into sort of the prose that's used, which is just really friendly, really light, really accessible. Yeah. Which is which is not necessarily a bad thing. No, definitely not. It's if you were a middle schooler who was like at the mall and ran across this, this would be the absolute perfect thing for you to pick up because it is very friendly. It doesn't make tarot seem scary. And then you'd hopefully find a book that was better suited to your needs later, basically. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the one thing that I kind of noticed is that most of the definitions kind of got towards the meaning, like the traditional meaning, but they didn't quite meet it. Like there's no nuance. It's kind of like they were aiming for the meaning and then kind of like the arrow fell down. Yeah. If it makes any sense. So like it's it's almost quite there, but then it's like something is said in a sentence and it's like, oh. So like I'll go with the nine of swords and kind of – um, explain my thought processes. Stop for the thought process. There okay. You, you might need more rest. The kind of rest that comes from being at peace with yourself. Feeling guilty or depressed is totally natural. And this card is all about those thoughts you've been using against yourself. We all get into funks. Try not to blame yourself for too long, though. You're only human. Maybe it's time you reached out to friends and family who know how to support you during this tough time. So it's not quite wrong. Yeah. But I think it's a disservice to kind of assume that younger people don't deal with anxiety or depression that I think the nine of swords packs in yeah. like the traditional meaning. So to me, it was kind of like, Oh, you don't need to have so- like kid gloves with middle schoolers. Cause they're dealing with that. Like right there. Yeah. So exactly. they're experiencing I, that's where I think that, that kind of like it almost gets there, but then it kind of like, Oh, it kind of softens the blow a bit too much. I think. Yeah. Uh, with some things and then the same thing with the three of swords so i think that you can kind of see from both of those that they're like the three of wands i think was the one that we discussed where it was like the most out there as far as meanings go yeah but the other like the nine of swords is kind of like indicative of kind of most of the other cards yeah and i do like that a lot of them focus on action towards the end but it just doesn't it there it's not totally exactly connecting in a way that makes right. very much sense to us right anyway let's so. talk about the deck because that's the exciting part and we love the deck yes. The deck is amazing. So tell me about your general impressions and the vibe of this deck. So I've had this deck for, what, three weeks now? Yeah. Three weeks. And I've pretty much used it almost for every general reading I've kind of done since then. Because it's like a very colorful deck. It's vibrant. It's full of life that's unexpected. And I think it also addresses issues very well. It doesn't, like, shy away. The the illustrations... Like yeah, the so hard cards are away. still hard. Hard. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't like sh- so that's that was the interesting contrast between the book and this where like it's vi- like a vibrant deck but that doesn't mean it like shies away from being like hard. Also, talk about the cardstock because I'm obsessed with it. The cardstock is basically like what was what did we decide? It was just like unicorn tarot because it's that soft map. It's a thinner version, so it's easier to shuffle and not as hard on your hands. So I yeah. like that. But it's very very soft. And very matte. You can hear Esther shuffling it. <laughs> and I think this was the deck that I was able to tell what you were shuffling the other week. I was like, oh, are you shuffling Circo Tarot? And you're oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really fantastic. And I agree with you. I think that the colors are so vibrant and interesting that I had a really hard time coming up with my favorite cards. I had like 15 initially because <laughs> yeah. the art is just, I just connect a lot with this art. Yes. The artwork is just stunning. And I would be curious to read the original Circo Tarot book that was included yeah. in the Kickstarter. Yeah. Because I want to know more about the characters on the card themselves. Yeah. That's and a like really where good they point. come from and why the art choices, like the lovers, I mean, maybe we'll get to it later. It's not my favorite card. 
The Lovers is like a vase, like a Greek vase. Well, that's one are... of the changes for this deck. Okay, okay. So there's a couple of really interesting blog posts. I think I can't remember. Esther, maybe I'll send a link to you if I find it. Okay. I just got it. Got there from Googling like Circo Tarot Mass Market, and somebody did okay. a side by side of the ten cards that are changed, and this is one of them, which is a problem because since it's one of the changed ones, it wouldn't talk about this art choice in the that's true okay. in the indie uh, documents. I think that the way that it's designed is for you to focus on the two people on the vase mm-hmm. and yeah. show that they're like together and they created this planter they're situation life and like things like that yeah that would be my guess it's like a way okay. of being sort of like creation based i guess without it having sexual overtones which yeah. kind of makes sense when you think about the fact that this was Re- that cards were redesigned specifically for this deck. That's what makes mm-hmm. me think that there may have been more of a relationship between the author and the author artist and beforehand. Because the... she clearly knew that there were that it, this was going to be designed for younger people. Right, right. And that's why there's like no nudity, and you know it's like very, very accessible and pretty. But anyway, so right, you've used this card for general readings. Me too. I just think it's a really solid deck. I bring yeah. it with me a lot of places. I use it with people a lot because I think that it's really cool and it kind of shows people how how interesting tarot decks can be and it aligns closely enough with RWS that you can like point out facial expressions and mm-hmm. things in the background that can help people sort of like spark their intuition. It's very approachable and like art it's based on a RWS you can kind of tell but also it's very different enough for you to be able to intuitively like go on those like journeys with the card itself. And we'll probably kind of get to that later with favorite cards, but I yeah, just think it's well, really, let's talk about your favorite cards. I think that it's time to switch. I, to I think I started with like 12 maybe, and then worked it down to 10. So you're welcome, everybody. I worked it down to nine. So same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because like, it's just, it's such a vibrant deck. And like the, even the, there's only a few like human skin toned people on this deck. Everyone else is like very colorful faces, like green, like blue, blue and purples. And so I love that aspect of it. I don't know whether the, human faces like the toned skin tone faces were added later but i just like the fact that there's like different skin colors as far as like purple it's fun and kind of cartoony without it having like any whitewashing so i love the nine of pentacles i think she is beautiful because she has pentacles around her neck as well as her earrings and she's like just sitting in front of her garden of roses that have just bloomed it's interesting because on this one there's a bird shackled to her arm so i like i said i would oh, yeah i would really like to learn the art choices and why the bird is shackled to her arm with like a chain so <laughs> i think it would have been really fun if the book had included more of that information but yeah. it's just so clearly designed as a standalone like the, you yes. can buy the book by itself on amazon and barnes and noble like little red tarot has it like it's available widely the book by itself but in order to get the deck you have to go through urban outfitters yeah and it's been on sale on urban outfitters online so that's an fyi yeah okay and i also love the three of cups i i think these are so beautiful there's just like love the three of cups are just like in the best dresses ever that are just so flowy and their hair just seems like a party you want to go to I know it's such a cool party. I <laughs> also love the in this deck the swords have been changed to knives, and yeah. I love. I think that the ten of knives is stunning. Yeah, I think this like is one the, of the crown of knives. And I also think this is like reminiscent of the Statue of Liberty too. Oh, interesting. So I'm wondering if there were some artistic choices kind of made with this as well. Maybe it's really pretty. But like knowing Marissa and her work that she's been doing, I I wonder if that's some sort of like subtext involved. But I don't know. Because we don't have a book. Okay. And then I fucking love this five of wands because there's a bunch of dogs with a bunch of sticks in their mouth. I love the five of wands. I knew that one of us, if not both of us, were going to choose the card with dogs on it. (laughs) Well, and I also like the book definition too, because it's like, are you feeling scatterbrained or like stuff like that? Like something like that. And I was like, that's like the best definition in this whole book is this five of wands card. Absolutely. I thought that was like a really great way to introduce the five of wands. And then I also love the empress. I think this is one of the most beautiful empress cards. Yeah. Because it's not focused on her femininity, but focused on the lushness and the creativity and the beauty around around her. Yeah, totally. So I think that that's like a really good call. 
That's because there's no pregnancy. Hey. Exactly. It doesn't even show her body. It's like I know. very focused on just like all of the plants and lushness around her. Yes. I love it. Okay. And this was a card. I believe Holly pulled it for a reading when we she used Circo Tarot in that episode. The Page of Cups. I love the Page of Cups. the fish is fucking it's holding so the human in the funny. cup. And it's adorable. <laughs> And I love it. It's like the, I was, I love this. That's the reason. We've, we're aligning really closely. That's four of my nine that you've oh also my gosh. had as your okay. favorites. I have two more. And these are more like, you know how I like continuances in decks. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So the three of wands, which we had the problem with the definition, but the three of wands is like a trapeze artist with like trapeze, 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 yeah. trapeze, trapeze, <laughs> trapeze. Trapeze. Maybe it's just trapeze. Maybe the plural of trapeze is trapeze. Is this a trapeze? (laughs) Okay, that word doesn't even sound right anymore. So (laughs) it doesn't. (laughs) So, but the person on the card is at the first trapeze, and they're Uh supposed to want to like it's that starting that journey towards the next trapeze. And the world is (laughs) the world to me seems like it's the i don't think it may not be the same person or just a different haircut but But it's it's also on the trapeze trapeze. is it trapeze or trapeze i can't even i always say trapeze 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 girl my brain just broke (laughs) i don't think i can keep going okay we'll have to google google it no i'm sure that it's both i'm sure it's both but my brain officially has to say my brain won't understand it at all Actually, let me Google what the plural of trapeze is. <laughs> and I will, let me Google how to pronounce trapeze. Let's plural see. Plural of trapeze. Trapezes. Trapezes? Okay. Trapeze. See, I was right. Trapeze. One more time. Ready? Trapeze. 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 So trapezes. <laughs> so <laughs> once our three of wands person has started on their trapezes journey, they end at the last trapeze. At the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're such lunatics. Okay, so was that all my cards? Okay, perfect. I really like those two. So four of my top cards were the five of wands, the three of cups, the empress, and the page of cups. But I also really love the star because the colors are so so perfect. I can't even deal. mm -hmm. It's like a deep blue with a light blue figure. Um, mm-hmm. And a bunch of big yellow stars. I just love it. Mm-hmm. I also really like the lovers because I think that yeah. it's sort of about like creating and nurturing environment in some way. I wish yeah. you're right. I wish that we could read more about that artistic decision, but I really like it. And I also think it's funny because it kind of reminds me of my porn pottery deck yes. of cards that we talked about in the Patreon episode that I bought in Greece as a 19 year old. Um, <laughs> judgment. I don't know if it's the best judgment card, but I fucking love it. It's a bunch of ghosts walking out of the forest. Yes. And yes. the colors are just so perfect with all the greens and browns and stuff. I just think it's really, really, really cool. The Wheel of Fortune also just has some of the best oh, color yeah. combinations ever. I love all of the like kind of line background stuff that's happening. So I really, really love that. And it's also kind of circus performery. Yeah. I wonder if that's where Circo comes from. Probably. Because we have trapezes. It's just so many trapezes. <laughs> trapeze. I, you know what? One of the things that came up when I Googled it was, what's the plural of trapeze artists? <laughs> Shouldn't it be like, trapeze artists? Yeah. Like, I was like, just that. Yeah, I know. The plural of trapeze artist is trapeze artists. That's <laughs> The artist part isn't the part that's hard to pluralize. <laughs> it's the trapeze part that's hard to pluralize. Okay. It. And then last but not least, I love the two of cups. Yes. I, I almost, just, I, that's when I like the last one that I put back in. I was it's like, it's two beautiful blue ladies with green dresses on and they're wearing like, uh, leaves in their hair and they're just surrounded by a lot of vines and greenery yeah. and it's really, really beautiful. I love it. I love this deck. I know because like, it's so accessible to my students. If my students like want me to pull a card for them, it's so accessible to like other adults. Like it's easily readable Yeah. to like, like even adults that are like around me. That's like, Oh, okay. I get, I understand these images. Yeah. And it shuffles like a freaking dream and it's so cool. All right. So now we have to pull a card for our relationship with the deck. Yay. I'm going to pull two for myself. Ooh. Ah! What did you get? I got the Page of Cups. Oh, oh you fun. Talk about the Page of Cups so much in this episode for me. I know. No kidding. Aww. 
And I got the five of wands, which cracks me up because of my whole rant about Urban Outfitters. And then also, so I have some confliction about this, about this set. But I really like the cards. And then I also got the Knight of Cups. So I feel like the relationship that I have really is one where I feel conflicted about how much I love it because of where I got it from. But it's like a good card that is good at conveying like emotional Emotional feelings to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Very open and loving deck. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> all right well that's that's our circo mass market slash how to deal it? how to episode. deal god i keep doing that um, <laughs> how to deal with us trying to save trapeze yeah trapeze this is our trapeze episode next week we're going to be doing an intro to lenormand episode which we've gotten a couple of requests for we talked about a lenormand deck months and months and months ago yes. but our friend jamie just sent us some of hers uh sawyer's lenormand they're beautiful mm-hmm. and also because we just backed a lenormand deck on kickstarter yeah green Gl- glyphs lenormand green i think it's going out lenormand. like friday yeah something like that so we thought now would be a really good time to sort of do an intro to lenormand because people are asking us a lot more about them yes. and esther uses lenormand very frequently for her readings yeah, a lot so i think it's gonna be a good episode don't be scared like don't just because it says lenormand on the episode of not tarot don't like not listen yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine and also it's really good to know because as tarot readers it's nice to know other cardomancy methods so yeah this, this is really nice and approachable and there's only 36 cards you don't there's need to memorize another 78 cards. exactly exactly there's only 36 cards and it's so straightforward that yes. it's actually very easy to pick up very approachable i love yeah. it yeah All right, so that's our show. Uh, Don't forget to send us your questions. You can find all of our contact information at wildlytarot.com, including a handy form with which to submit questions. And also tell your friends about us and write and review us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we got some new reviews that made me almost cry with excitement and joy. So that's always fun. That's always awesome. Thank you. You can also follow us on Instagram at Wildly Tarot Podcast or join our Facebook community by searching Wildly Tarot Podcast on Facebook. And also, as we've mentioned before, you can support us on Patreon, where we upload lots of content, like a couple episodes of stuff each week. Yep. So you can find us at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can also find our Patreon through wildlytarot.com, but yeah. It's in a renovation, it's a so it may yeah, not exactly. be exactly as easy as just Patreon. And remember, go forth and tear wildly this week. Did we we love you. <laughs> I feel like I'm just stepping off of a trapeze. We are trapezing into uh, the wild. We love you. Have a <laughs> great day. <laughs>